Welcome to the Gil and Brenda podcast as we share tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Listen for the action steps at the end, and now let's get to it. Hey, welcome back to gillandbrenda.com podcast, where we're going to share with you some tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. So I have my special guest again, my dear wife in the audience. No, you're not in the audience. You're right next to me. Knee, up front and center. Knee to knee here. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Well, it's funny. You know, we've been teaching this concept for I don't know how many years. Um, I don't know, 15 years. Two-step families about how to be able to communicate uh, with your stepkids. And this is for your kids, too. Um just so that they don't feel like they're in the middle between the bio, the two bio parents. Yeah. We call the concept rocks in the bucket. We've also called it rocks in your basket Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. this basket or this bucket is a concept that we can share with our kids to actually give them a voice and to help them have a way to be heard. It actually empowers them to speak up with stuff that's hard for them to say because sometimes they feel stuck in the middle and they don't want to hurt any feelings of the parents. But in the meantime, they're carrying around this invisible bucket or basket full of rocks. So the the principle that when we do it correctly, you you actually... Explain the principle to, the, to your kiddo, and, and this allows them to have an empowerment to tell you the truth of how they're actually feeling. And, and if they don't know how to, to feel and how to express it, they get stuck, and then they're not heard. Yeah, and it's so funny because here we're talking about our kids, but we as adults carry around this invisible bucket, and it represents our well-being. And like you were saying, as kids, it's very carefree and there's nothing in the bucket where as adults, we can sometimes put a lot of stuff in each other's bucket. Stuff. Could you, stuff. Could, could you, this is a G rated show. I can't say stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff <laughs> sometimes unknowingly and sometimes intentionally. So yes, we're talking about kids and stepkids in this uh, podcast, but think of how it would apply to your own life. Yeah. Because I think as children, you know, we get older But some of those old habits, those old ways of coping, we still revert to them, Mm -hmm. especially when we're in pain or we're confused or we have no voice. And so here we go. You know, this system, if built, it's truly built on honor, honoring them for them to honor you. And when you try to honor them with something that's hard to say, they they get stuck because they don't want, like I said before, they don't want to hurt your feelings and or you may not want to hurt your spouse's or someone else's feelings because, you know, this is hard. This is really a hard concept. So, you know, the, the way to express this to them, to, for them to understand that you get their plight, you get, you get that they're stuck, you get that they uh, want to speak up, but they have no way of doing it. So you're going to give them a tool on how to do it. Yeah, I think a lot of times, I think in what it was a statistic in marriage, it's like eighty percent of problems will never be solved. They just need to be understood and have understanding. And I think they, I don't know what the percentage is with our kids on that, but sometimes I think as humans, we just want to be heard. And like, yeah, I don't know what to do. I may not agree, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I think I'll go right along with that, Brenda, because a couple of weeks ago I was sitting in on. Uh, uh, 
a Zoom national uh, conference with counselors and pastors around step step family issues. And one of the counselors piped up and said, one of the biggest issues that the kids have is they don't feel heard. They don't have a voice and they have no way of doing it. So the grief stays stuck and that grief is an emotion and it is going to go somewhere. So when they are not heard and they are not feeling safe, then it does come out in other ways, which is typically not a very good behavior and not a good outcome because it's going somewhere. So what kind of behaviors would be typical of not of a kid not being understood or still? I know we've talked about grieving in other podcasts, but what behaviors? Well, I mean, see? poor behavior, bad attitudes, d- disobedience, anger, anger. Uh, you know, as they get older and their feelings are stuffed anymore, it can turn to some really, really nasty stuff, cutting, suicide, drug abuse, uh, illicit behavior that really just gives them some sense of feeling and love, which is completely false. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, it's, it's not the real thing. And so we're, they're going to turn somewhere to be heard and to be loved and, and to have a voice. And in that case, that is all negative outcome. Because it doesn't do them any good. It might feel good for a minute, but really it was just that they needed to feel heard, safe, and a safe place to talk when they were younger. And this can start at any time, you know, because if we've bogged our kids down to a point through years, it's never too late to start. So back to the concept of how do I get my kids to understand what this principle is? So mm-hmm. kind of kind of set it up, Brenda. Well, <laughs> Uh, it's picture this. I think we kind of talked about, we carry this imaginary bucket in our hand as we go through life. So each kid will carry around this invisible, it's like a five gallon galvanized bucket. Think of like watering in your garden or on the farm. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And, uh, the bucket represents your child's well-being, disposition, load, you know, what are the loads of life are they carrying? I would hope that most kids are very happy and carefree and, you know, anything like that uh, until you make a careless remark, such as. Have your mom buy those shoes. I give her support money. Why do I always have to drive you back to dad's house? Can't he do it? Or your mom still going out with that guy? Wow. How heavy is that bucket now? It's heavy. And now that kid is carrying along things that really weren't meant for them to carry, such as you're not worth my money. You're not worth my time. And I've asked you actually to be a betraying spy upon the other parent. You know, when I think about these heavy rocks and how careless I was in sharing and saying those things out of my emotional state. They floated off my tongue unknowingly and caused such harm to my own kids. Every time we've done this, Brenda, even over the 15 years we've been doing it, it still chokes me up to think my kid might still be carrying that. Mm. When they're a little kid, they got no voice at all. When they're adults, they can ignore you or completely not talk to you because they are emotionally carrying a weight they weren't supposed to. 
You know, many step parents and parents make these comments out of anger or frustration, Gil. And I can even, and I think out of maybe sadness too, because I hear that obviously in your voice. Uh, but these rocks are thrown in the bucket, usually against the other parent to make a dig to the other parent. And it's almost like this may be justified because the other parent might be, as you say, a knucklehead, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Uh, because, but really you're speaking from your emotions. Yeah. So don't right? you be a knucklehead. So Exactly. So um, just examples of emotions that you could be feeling to make those comments all, without even realizing it. One would be, you know, maybe you're still feeling betrayed. Maybe, uh, you know, the divorce happened because your ex-spouse cheated on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And even though I may not say that to the kids directly, they, they, they sense it. They're not. They're not yeah, ignorant. Yeah. They saw what happened and they have no voice to speak up. So when I make an off the cuff remark for them to be able to just say, hey, dad, you just dropped a rock in my bucket. Is in a way arming them politely with a way of saying, that's not mine to carry. Could you please remove that rock from my bucket? Either, you know, <laughs> they may not see this directly to you when they're a little kid, but they might tell you when they're a teenager, deal with your own crap. That's not mine. Well, and this goes both ways. You can make a comment like one of the ones you just said, you know, is your dad still going out with that gal? And you can immediately go, oh, I'm sorry. I just put a rock in your bucket. You can call yourself on yourself in front of your child. And I think that just brings, I don't know, I think that's a different level of respect for our kids. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've caught myself. I'm the parent. I do mess up. And I just did. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of other emotions that might actually, let's just talk a little bit more about it. Tell me about the rock, possibly, of of jealousy. Ooh, yeah. I think, I and it's, it's interesting, I've seen situations in a divorce situation where the person that actually left, that filed for divorce and was on doing their own thing, becomes jealous of the other person for whatever reasons they may have. But jealousy uh, and envy can be really destructive. Yeah. And it, once again, that has nothing to do with your child. It's all within you. Right. Toward that other person. So mm-hmm. in essence, you're bringing the kid into it, dropping a rock in their bucket when in, it's your deal. Yeah. And that's a, a very manipulative way for a parent to make the kid choose sides and, and, you know, put the other parent against them. Yeah. And puts the kid in the middle yeah. carrying more rocks in their bucket. Are you kind of getting this people? This <laughs> is not their bucket to carry. It's yours. There are two other um, emotions I want to talk about and, and the, they are heavy dude. These are not rocks. These are boulders. I mean, you can literally squish your kids with actions and words that have revenge and bitterness tied to them. Because let's face it, there has been an offense. I have been hurt. I have been betrayed. I have been put down. Maybe some of that I brought upon myself. But when we revert to revenge or bitterness, then we truly are spewing toxicity. You know, we're, we're, we're rolling boulders up a hill and the boulder actually rolls back on us. And if anybody's close to us, i.e. your children, it smashes them as well. The, yeah, it's the, a good analogy. You know, the, yeah. the, 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 uh, the, the alternative to this 
is to have the ability to say, oops, I dropped the rock in your bucket. Could you please forgive me? Mm -hmm. Now I'm dealing with my offense, being aware of myself and asking my child who I love to to forgive me. Mm -hmm. What better lesson for that kid to learn about forgiveness and gentleness than from you, specifically dads, to be able to really go, whoa, sorry about that, Johnny. Sorry about that, Sally. That's not yours to carry. Please forgive me. Anything else that comes to mind, Brenda? Well, I think when a divorce and separation happens, the lack of unity in parenting can be magnified. Now, not all the times. A lot of times, you know, sometimes we've heard that parents co-parent well, but sometimes they don't. And when they don't and the kid is put in the middle, that's when the rocks start flying. So the unity, uh, to, to, to elaborate a little bit on what you're saying is, is that, you know, here, here we are trying to co-parent these children, even though we're in separate homes. And the issues between you and I have not gone away because now we truly are in separate homes, i.e. Mm-hmm. you and the other biological parents. So now we have actually complicated how to be able to parent the children because we lack unity before we, before we divorced or there was a death. Now, now it's even exemplified more and making it even more difficult. Plus, if we add rocks on the bucket, we've just made it even more difficult. So that unity, I think, is a really important part to be able to understand how can we let this kid know hey, you dropped a rock in my bucket. Not them frustrated, but your frustration is now being able to be controlled, Mm -hmm. regulated, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, I mean, and then the whole revenge and bitterness is a whole nother level of, once again, it's the parent's problem. It's the parent's challenge that they should not be dumping on the kids. And honestly, it, it can seep out without even realizing it. So I think if nothing else, hopefully in this podcast, we're raising your awareness of how your comments can be affecting your kids. Yeah. They were never meant to carry this. No. They didn't ask for any of this. But if we are unsensitive, then we, moving forward, continue to add to their grief. And that's the last thing we want to do. Mm-hmm. We love our kids. Mm-hmm. At least I think we do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want to just remind you, I like I like how you say the the scratching comment, Brenda. Kind of draw Yeah, that when out. we scratch the other bio parent's face with a negative comment. Insults. Yeah. We are doing that. That is directly transferring to our kids because our kids are still part of that other bio parent, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the point that the kids are attached to us both. We have that automatic bond. And when we insult that bond Mm -hmm. that they have with the other parent, it's like, you know, scratch the kid, scratch the other parent, scratch the other parent, scratch the kid. I mean, in a way, that kid still loves the other parent. Yes. Let let them. They need that other parent. They need that other parent. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, no matter what, try your very best to give them the permission to love the other parent, not insult them to the kid, because that, again, is just really doing nothing more than causing more weight, more harm, and that carefree kid that you love can revert into a real snot-nosed rat, (laughs) rascal, you you get the idea. And if they get older and we have done nothing to repair, that kid's going to be a handful because he's going to have a bunch of rocks and he might start throwing them at you. Yeah. Hence the anger and 
where does that anger go of hurt and loneliness? And they go find it somewhere else and that we don't want to go down that trail. Yeah. And what, I mean, I think that's what our home should represent is a safe place to be able to share our feelings, you know, for our kids to be able to share how they're really feeling without judgment. And I mean, that, and that just brings us into this last comment here. You know, if you're, if you give your kids the permission to say, Hey, uh, I think you dropped a rock in my bucket. What should our response be? Well, I think first and foremost, remain calm. <laughs> don't retaliate. Oh, what do you mean? I didn't do that. No, yeah. oh. don't do that. Oh, don't do that. You <laughs> gave that kid the permission to say, hey, dad, hey, mom, you dropped a rock in my bucket. And that might take a lot of guts on their part to even say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So they're going to trust you. So first and foremost, stay calm. Stay non-defensive. <laughs> Give the kid a chance because here's the principle. If we give respect, if respect is given to that kiddo, we are hopefully planting seeds and establishing that respect will be returned Mm -hmm. to us. But if we don't give it, we ain't getting it. Mm -hmm. If we gave them this tool and then we take it away, uh, then, then we're betraying them. We're betraying a trust. We're betraying them being able to safe, to be safe, to really say, Here's what's going on. I think that's really key. Stay calm. Don't get defensive. Yeah. So that would be in the perfect world. Totally makes sense. But if you throw a teenager in the mix, (laughs) (laughs) what if, I haven't heard of this happening, but I could see that it could happen. What if, uh, let's just say a 14-year-old teenage girl who's not getting her way because of something uses it as a manipulation tactic. You just threw a rock in my bucket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With a little snide I mean, that remark. could happen, right? Yeah, yeah. With that little curtsy facey trying to get their way. Yeah, 14-year-old teenage girls are really a piece of work, I They're tell you. sharp. They can, be, they can outsmart you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, you got to be on your toes here. So, yeah, I mean, if you perceive that's going on and that kid is trying to do a manipulation move, then... Turn it around on them and just say, well, maybe you could explain that to me a little bit more. And the it is the rock. Could you explain that a little bit more, Sally? What What is it about the rock that to you seems like manipulation? No, no, no. She's manipulating you. Yeah, but I'm so asking her. So you don't her. say her that she's manipulating. Yeah, could you explain it a little bit the more? Rock. Yeah, explain yeah. the rock. Yeah, yeah, good clarification. Say that again. You don't say, how are you manipulating me? Because that, she wouldn't know what that, yeah, no. But then she might. (laughs) She might. Might because I'm calling her out on it. (laughs) No, because then she'd be on the defensive and this is supposed to be safe. Non-defensive. Yes. It's supposed to be non-defensive. So the way we handle it is, could you explain that a little bit more? That's interesting. Help me understand that. Yeah, Yeah, help me understand. Now, in the back of our, that is really good. That's a really good clarification, Britt. So- Because we need to understand that manipulation is actually a form of control, okay? Mm -hmm. If somebody's trying to manipulate me, they're trying to control the situation, maybe selfishly, maybe because they're trying to really get their way, duh, especially 14-year-old girls. But if manipulation is actually a form of trying to gain control, let's take it a stair step deeper. If you feel out of control, It could be because you don't feel safe and you don't feel that you can trust the environment. So you try to control it by Mm -hmm. manipulating it to get it to be safe for you. 
within your power, your understanding, your experience. But if you don't have a lot, <laughs> like a teenage kid who thinks they know everything, but they or, don't. Or a 45-year-old person. Or that. <laughs> Male or female. So truly. <laughs> so let's just go with it again. Matri- manipulation is a form of control. And control is actually feeling, I feel out of control. I feel a lack of trust. I don't feel safe in my relationship. Those things are lacking. So this tool, rock in the bucket, being able to open up, actually builds the place for trust to be built carefully. If we honor it and go, tell me more about the rock. What is it exactly that feels wrong to you? Mm-hmm. you know, because again, you can see through it as adults and hopefully within yourself that when you're kind of getting a little bit snarky and trying to manipulate the situation, what is it that you are exactly feeling? Trust. I don't feel trust. Mm -hmm. There's not that foundation of trust. So I don't feel safe. I'm not going to be genuine. So I'm going to manipulate you. So in a way, by me honoring this principle of rocks in the bucket opens up the conversation. Sometimes it's pretty obvious. It's my, it's my crap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In other cases, you got to see through it with a teenager. Well, and we've talked a lot lately about perception. You may perceive that what you said isn't a rock, but the other person in their perception might, it might feel like a rock to them. No matter if who's right or wrong at this point, that's irrelevant. I think the important part is that you're talking to each other at a deeper level than just normal day in and day out stuff. And that when you can be transparent with your kids, that builds trust and safety like nothing else. Yeah. I want to go back to one thing you said, and that is to be non-judgmental. I mean, sometimes opinion is one thing. Mm-hmm. Judgmental, we've already become, you know, hook, you know, it's it's a, you know, you're guilty. <laughs> when mm-hmm. in reality, I didn't even hear out what was really going on for you, along with this issue around perception. Which ties into the cousin of assumption. Yeah. Ooh, we don't want to go there. Well, we know what assumption is. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about that in the we past. We know the definition of assumption, right? If not, uh, email us. <laughs> okay, so let's kind of wrap up with this whole concept. The rock in the bucket is a principle that you basically explain to your kids, but now let's take it one step further, especially if your kids are traveling between two different countries. That's your home and the other parent's home. And if the other parent is actually dropping rocks in your kid's bucket, then allow the child to explain to you, hey, that happens at the other house as well. Is there any way that I could explain it to the other parent? Or would you be willing to explain it to the other parent so that I have a voice there as well? And that they get out of the middle. Right. Ultimately, that's not their place. To get them out of the middle shows the kid, we love you. Now, if the other parent is not willing to hear it and not willing to abide by it, that means there's a whole lot more going on under the surface than just these rocks in the bucket. There could be all kinds of things there that the the other parent truly is feeling out of control and Mm -hmm. is maybe not trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And doesn't want to be exposed. Doesn't want to be exposed. But to give Mm -hmm. this tool to the kid... And be able to say, with respect, could you ask the other parent to to understand this as well so that I have a voice? Mm -hmm. This is not to put them into control. This is to put them into a place of mutual honor and respect. 
That's what we're aiming for because that grows up responsible adults that grow up and know how to control themselves. And pay taxes <laughs> and not live in your basement till they're 50 or 40 or something. So so the I think I think the most important thing here is to like we said over and over get the kids out of the middle. It's almost like being able to give your kids some kind of control, but more importantly, some kind of voice. And it's just another layer of opportunity for us as parents to be able to build that security in them that they have a place that is safe and hopefully that is you. So here's your action point. Find a metal bucket and three medium-sized rocks and explain this to your kids and then get some feedback. Ask them, what did you think? They might go, that's really stupid or going, really, mom, really, dad, you'd let us do that? Show it to them. That's your, that's your action point. Show this principle to your kids and then put it into action. Execute, allow it to happen and watch what happens. It will, we hope, improve safety and create a, an environment of trustworthiness that all can enjoy. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Bryn? No, I, I think this just kind of goes along with, with how we share these concepts is, you know, I think people call us marriage illustrators because we always have some kind of props or something to get a point across. And I think this is just a, the whole thing with the rock in the bucket. Sometimes all you have to do with the kids is, or the kids to say rock in a bucket. And then, you know, immediately the conversation that needs to happen of being, uh, showing respect and openness. And it just kind of cuts through the crap of playing games. It just gets right to the the core of the heart of what each of us needs. And that's right now is mainly our kids. Yeah. So how do you reach us again? Oh, gillandbrenda.com. We're on all social media outlets too. And yeah. Yeah. Send a smoke signal. We read those yeah. too. So <laughs> we're anyhow. old. All right. Again, always forward. And remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing. Take thanks, care. Thanks much. Hey, glad you joined us today. Want to connect with us? Find us at gillandbrenda.com and the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today and thank you to our producer and engineer, Corby Stevens. Mm -hmm.